On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, we react to Michigan State's statement win over Eastern Michigan and preview MSU taking on Northwestern football this weekend. Let's have a show. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. <laughs> Six, three pointers from Foster Lawyer. All aboard the Foster Lawyer hype train. 20 points is our next stop. Everybody hop aboard the starting point guard Foster Lawyer hype train. We are going to get rocking and rolling here very, very soon. Hi, Will. Sorry. Hey, man. Sorry. The, the, the train was taken off and they had to make a few announcements. <laughs> so go on with uh, your little podcast that you do, Will. Foster Lawyer leading the team in scoring, averaging <laughs> 20 points per game. Let's go, baby. Oh, he's so back. That's right. Oh, why is Foster starting and not Rocket Watts? Will 20 points is why. That's why. Let's go, baby. I love this. Oh, yes, baby. That's awesome. I love that. I just love a nice, stress-free Michigan State win to start the season. Will, I think we'll talk about it later, though. We will. Nice. Look at me <laughs> calling the shots here. <laughs> it is Thursday, November 26th. The year is 2020. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, Matt. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for our listeners, Will. They are absolutely, positively the best. Not only just because they listen to us, you know, after like football games, basketball games, but anyone that stuck with us uh, during COVID, too, when there was absolutely no sports to talk about. Those were the dog days, Will, and uh, our listeners were there with us through and through. And even the new ones that just jumped on for this football season, basketball season, can't thank them enough. And, Will... Mm. Uh, I'm going to get sappy with you right now. Will, just thank you personally for uh, letting oh, me on this podcast. Uh, this was a you production to start, and then you invited me on, so it's been an absolute honor to be a part of this, talking about MSU sports, my favorite thing in life, besides the wife and kid, obviously. Uh, it's been an absolute honor to talk about MSU sports. Uh, five days a week with you and actually have people that want to listen to it. Uh, so thank you and all the listeners, Will. No I, doubt about it. I regret it every single day. I know you do, and that's why I thank you for it, because I, I, I can just feel that the, the plug is going to get pulled any second now, but oh, every day I wake up, he's like, oh, wow, okay, still wants to record. Cool, Matt, dope. I'm your host, Will Hunter. That's Matt Sheehan. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to today's show. Yeah, we get to talk about a victory, a fun, Ooh, yes, fun segment one, followed by just dread and dreary segments two and three, but we're really going to... Uh, Stick around for that one, though. Yeah. It should be fun-ish, right? Well, and you know what? It wasn't a win for uh, MSU minus 21. That's a tough mm. beat. <laughs> when when you see uh, Smith, Hoyer, and Izzo take the court uh, with like two minutes to go, that ticket might as well light it on fire at that point, but uh, you can't win them all. Tough break. Um, yeah, it'd be like that sometimes. Yeah, we're going to talk about some takeaways from this game. They're really aren't any we'll talk about why but there's some interesting things of note certainly sure uh, and then we're going to talk about michigan state and northwestern spartans hosting the wildcats this weekend looking to get off the uh the schneid mat so mm, this week number eight yes. team in the country in the cfp rankings coming into town wouldn't it be nice to not let them clinch the big 10 west on spartan <laughs> stadium turf wouldn't that be Nice. We'll talk about it. That's the plan for today's show. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day. Part of the Locked On 
Podcast Network. Bang, look at that. Your team every single day. Matt, are you ready? Absolutely, man. Let's talk about a Spartan W. Let's talk about it. Uh, sure. Rocket Watts looked pretty bad, huh? So, like, in front of me, I have a list of, like, takeaways and not takeaways. And I guess I'll start with the not takeaways because, like, we talked about before this game even started on yesterday's show, like, it's Eastern Michigan with a zone defense. There's not yeah. going to be a lot of takeaways in general to come away with. And the two things I have written down is, like, Rocket Watch, just two points. Like, okay, I don't think we're going to be losing a lot of sleep on that tonight. And, and the other one was... He's hurt. Yeah, he said like, it in the broadcast, and he looks... Hurt. Sure, yeah. like or, or whatever it is, really. Looked I mean, off. The, the, yeah, he did definitely. And the zone defense is always a, a wonky thing to play against. And also, the other thing that I'm not really gonna, you know, lose a lot of sleep over is Joey Hauser. Uh, of course, within 24 hours of me anointing him as the future team MVP, had a pretty horrific start to the game. But did you look? Have you seen his final stat line? Oh, it's a sensational stat okay. line. Yeah, 15 wanted, yeah. points, 9 rebounds, 5 turnovers is uh, what we're talking about here, though, with the tough start. But, yeah, like that's the thing. It's like I'm not going to take anything away from that. It's his first action in two years and with a new team. Like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, he had a few turnovers. Yeah, he hit Tom Izzo on the bench in stride on two passes. <laughs> ah, what? Who hasn't? Um, yeah, so, like, those are two things I'm not going to take away. But... There are some things to take away, and they're not, like, wide, grand, sweeping analysis plays here. But, like, there's some small stuff here that you could take away from this game, even against Eastern, a team with eight players, even against Eastern, a team that runs the 2-3 zone, which MSU will not see a lot of the rest of the season, if at all the rest of the season. One of them, the first thing I I started off with is just, I think the most interesting thing was the big men pecking order. Mm -hmm. And, And it's not just that Kithier gets the start and Bingham spells him. But it's that we had to wait until like eight minutes left in the second half to even see Marble, to yep. even see Sissoko. So yep. I thought that was interesting yep. because I thought that the the quartet of big men would probably get equal minutes in the end. But no, it's very clear that it's a, a TK and Marcus Bingham duo right there down in center. So did you have any strong uh, like takeaways or takes from, from that big man exchange? Yeah, I, I thought the exact same thing uh, that it looks like. Bingham Kithier is going to be the two man thing, uh, at least for the the time being. We'll see things always change with Tom Izzo rotations, right? And Maddie Sissoko, as you can see, is incredibly raw and can do some incredible, awesome things on the sure. basketball court. Yeah, like that block. I mean, it was a goaltend, but uh, that block absolutely was a goaltend. awesome. One hundred percent goaltend. Goal yeah, it was half in the cylinder by the time he popped it out to the third row in the lower bowl of uh, Breslin Center. But hey, whatever. You need a but guy like that. Too. You need a guy yeah, who's sure. just like, the ball goes absolutely. in the air and I'm going to hit it. Whether <laughs> right. it's about to go in or whether mm-hmm. it's right off someone's hand, I'm yeah. going to hit that ball. Because even if it counts for two points for the other team, like that's still momentum shifts. Like, oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> this guy just hit the ball forty-five yards. Like, holy smokes, this is great. But no, like, kind of like what you were saying earlier. Um, yeah, like I, I don't know. I don't take a lot of stock in this whole starting lineup thing. Like, I know people have opinions on Foster Lawyer starting over Rocket Watts, whether Rocket is hurt or not, or TK starting over Marcus Bingham. Like, that's fine. But you know, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm really gonna have a hot take. Um. Izzo might have a different and better roster at the end of the season, or I'm sorry, starting lineup rather, at the end of the season they did to start the season. Izzo tends to know what he's doing by the end of the season. He's replacing Cassius Winston. He's replacing Tillman. Like, yeah, that's going to take some experimenting to do. And if that's Foster, 
if that's TK, like, fine, whatever. Like, it, I, I don't know. I, I take it with a huge grain of salt for this first month here because I, the starting lineup usually doesn't matter when it comes to what MSU is at the end of the year. So Yeah, and they're playing Eastern, right? There, there's no stakes. Right. Like, so I was, like, charting through some stuff, and it was a pain because every three possessions, somebody knew was coming. <laughs> like, the rotations were wild. Like, I have so much stuff True to dig to through. Tom Izzo form in yeah. the early season, though. It's yeah. like, it was just like, dude, play like play the five lineups that you're going to use, not 37 mm-hmm. different... Like, But that's what you do <laughs> in the early yeah. season. Uh, we thought Foster would have a good game. He did. Uh, he looked... I think we both had him down for 20 points, 17 in the first <laughs> half. Quite. I think we both had him down for that, right? Yeah. It um, looked like he, he is born to play against a 2-3 yes, zone, though. Yes, he absolutely is. Um, if that kid... I don't think he's going to, but like, say he transferred to the Mac or Horizon or whatever. Thirty-nine would, points a game. He would light it up because it just there wouldn't be the physical advantages for other people. Even as it is now, I think I don't know. It's Eastern, right? So mm-hmm. grain of salt. But he just looked more comfortable starting. He looked like he belonged certainly on the ball. Made some nice passes. Initiated the offense and was ready to shoot. He got the ball and was like, "Yeah, I'm going to shoot this." He took ten threes, made six of them. Yeah. That'll that'll play. He's not going to do that a ton. That'd be probably, I mean, maybe uh, against like Oakland or someone else in the non-con, he'll get to twenty again. But I, you know, he's not going to score twenty points probably again this season. But the chance to hit three or four threes in a given game, make a couple assists, and honestly, defensively, it's not great, but it, it seems a little better, like M- manageable. Yeah, <laughs> right. and, which is I think is defensive ceiling, right? Yeah, and I said this, it helps. To have, like, it's easier to play Foster Lawyer extended minutes because he had his most career minutes uh, in this game, 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so career high in points and minutes. It's easier to play him more minutes when you have someone like Marcus Bingham at the rim or if Maddie Sissoko gets there to the point where he can stay on the floor and be a rim protector. Like, it's like, okay, a 6-2 point guard blows by Foster Lawyer. Great. What's he going to do when he gets to the rim? Like, you know, you have defensive rotations for that purpose. It's not... Yep. A bucket. If a point guard gets blown by, it's not a bucket every time. That's that's what team defense is, Matt. Of course. And Definitely. so you just like you have to have guys around him to pick him up. And Bingham and Sissoko are two guys that can absolutely do that uh, as anchors. And if he's surrounded by a bunch of really good defenders, they can be okay. And the shooting, I think, with the efficiency of the three-point shot, and when he gets to the free throw line, he's going to make it. He's an incredibly efficient offensive player, and that that is a good trade-off. That's a trade-off you're willing to take. I mean, they did it with Cassius, and Cassius is a little bit better defensively, totally. but it's not that much of a difference, honestly. No, and just to run through the rest of my list really quick here, because I know we're against it. Like, the other takeaways, just to go along with what you're saying about defense, yeah, Eastern had 67 points. That is a that is a damn impressive 67 points that Eastern had. Like, MSU made them work a lot for those shots. There were some yeah. tough shots that the Eagles made uh, last night. And so what else? Okay, yeah, Lankford, hey, he looks good. You know, he started over three from three-point, but then he made his next two out of four. Fine, he's great. Gabe Brown in the corner looks smooth. Uh, I love seeing 27 assists on 30 made baskets. That's absolutely incredible. And to stay uh, true to my brand, uh, got to be nagging about one thing, 10 offensive rebounds for Eastern Michigan. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, honestly, whatever. But uh, two takeaways that have nothing to do with the game. It's going to take a while to get used to Aaron Henry wearing zero, and uh, Malik Hall haircut also threw me off too because i was like wait what what the hell smith doing in there right now oh 
Oh, that's Malik! Oh, he's got a new haircut. Looks very nice on him, but it's going to take a little bit uh, of time for, for me to get used to that. Yeah. So, 18 turnovers as well. Eastern Michigan took uh, mm-hmm. nine more shots than Michigan State. That's not a sustainable way to beat teams that actually can play with you talent-wise. One last thing here before sure. we move on to football. What's the frick? Oh, we're way over. It doesn't matter. Real quick, <laughs> this has nothing to do with this game. Okay. Uh, Arkansas basketball played the Mississippi Valley State. Where are you going with this? Or, uh, hold on. Arkansas Arkansas basketball played the Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils last night, Matt. Okay. The Delta Devils scored 62 points. What was the result of that game? I have no idea. I was not keen to Arkansas basketball last night. Arkansas won by 80. What? No! 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 142 no. to 62. Oh! Oh, no. Oh, no. Did you see the uh, South Carolina women's basketball Oh, my God. 130 something. 119-7. 119-7. Uh, College of Charleston got a touchdown in before oh, the game ended. So, yeah. yeah. Love it. I love it. Early season scores. All right, we're going to pause here, come back, and talk about some football things. But first, a word from Coors Light. Did you just crack one open for real? Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Perfect. I'm a company man. Yeah, come on. Perfect. These days, it seems like life forces us to be on all the time, but every now and then, it's important to stop and hit the reset button. That is when you reach for a cold, delicious Coors Light. It's mountain cold refresher that is made to chill. And if you are headed to, I don't know, a Thanksgiving dinner, Hopefully with a small group, you know, just a couple <laughs> households. Right. Yeah. Um, Coors Light, perfect beer to have next to you while you're chilling, watching uh, the end of the Matt Patricia era with the Detroit Lions, Matt. No, don't fire him. No, no, no early vacations in my NFL regime. No, you stick around for all 17 weeks, buddy. I don't care how bad you are. We got football Thursday, ton of college football Friday, ton of college football Saturday, full weekend of, of football, and... When you're relaxing on the couch, enjoying your extended four-day weekend, you need to have Coors Light right by your side. It is made to chill quite literally, Matt. It's cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. Cold the whole time. I'm staring at Blue Mountains right now, Will. Literally. It's made to chill, and it's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. That's why it's the beer we choose when we need to unwind. So when you want to hit the reset button, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, let's get this freaking thing over with. So, Northwestern. You're going to need to do a lot of like preaching of how on earth this offense is going to score because I've run the simulations in my head and I, I've come up with nothing, man. We'll get there. Yeah, I know. I, I know we will. I know we will. We'll get there. Um, so, these two teams are kind of mirror-ish of each other in theory except for northwestern's a little bit better on both sides like michigan state has a really good defense northwestern has an elite defense correct michigan state has a just bottom of the barrel as bad as it gets offense (laughs) northwestern's offense is merely terrible (laughs) like but it can be though that's the thing well it can be what like it can be terrible. Like they, they get away with it. Their defense oh, yeah, is so yeah, good yeah. that I get you don't you. need yeah. an offense with, with yes. that defense. They are able to be terrible. They have given up twenty points, thirteen points, twenty points, seven points. They've won. Uh, they've won all their games by scoring 21, 21, 27, and seventeen. That is so big ten. Oh, and uh, excuse, <laughs> that is yeah, awesome. excuse me. 
43. We're excluding Maryland because it's a total outlier. They scored 43 yeah, against Maryland, only gave up three. Right. All of their other games are the exact same. The Maryland game is a total outlier. That was a different Maryland team, too, at the yeah. time. Yeah, it does not count. So you can read into that uh, if you want to. And basically, like, whatever, what dictates their score is pace. If they play mm-hmm. really slow like they did against Wisconsin, they only score 17. They only give up a touchdown. They play a little faster like they did against Purdue. Now, now it's into the 20s, baby. Um I think this game's going to be played slow, and it's going to be similar to that Wisconsin Northwestern score, maybe seventeen to three instead of seventeen to seven. <laughs> Touchdown's going to be really hard to get. Um, Matt Northwestern's number one in the country in yards per pass play or yards per pass yeah. attempt against. They are twenty fifth in the country in yards per carry against. I think tied for twenty fifth at three and a half yards per carry, and mm-hmm. the leader is like two point nine. So they're you know they're right there. One of the best run defenses. Uh, overall, they're like, what are they, sixth or something in, in yards per play? They're top 10 in overall yards per play defense. Um, they have absolutely shut every single offense down that they've played against. Uh, I just, you know, going through their their games quickly, you know, uh, a turnover here, short field there, kind of not cheap touchdowns, but like nobody is marching 80 yards on them three times a game. Right. They have one of the best turnover margins in the nation at yes. uh, plus 1.6, which is like fourth in the country. Of course, that's a little wonky when you got Colorado, who's played like what, a half of a football game so far this year. But mm-hmm. regardless, uh, yeah, uh, plus 1.6 is pretty solid here. So yeah, yeah. they don't uh, turn the ball over too many times. Sadly, because that'd be great to have, especially for this offense that can't really move the ball. That would be like, yeah, you asked me, how does this team score? A turnover would help. That's just, that's all I can <laughs> – it's either that or, like, uh, Shakura Brown actually houses one of his interceptions yeah. or Jaden Reed returns a kickoff to, like, the like Northwestern's 40-yard line. Like, I'm trying to come up with, like, three things that I want to see for the, the 3-2-1 preview I do on theolalinkcolors.com. Uh, and, like, yeah, so, like, how does MSU score? I, well, I – I don't know. I I have no idea. I, I don't know if you want to get into this part of the, the preview yet, but sure. how, how does MSU score? Because the run game for MSU has been completely absent. And going against a team that has a very good front four and front seven, that just like you said, 25th uh, in the nation for yards per carry, yikes, that doesn't really strike confidence in me. Uh, even more no. so, the passing game probably with whether it's Lombardi or Thorne, Against that secondary that holds the uh, yards per attempt to a very low number, four point nine yards per attempt. Yikes! Will yikes! Will so what? Like, do you just bomb and gouge, kind of like what you did against Michigan? Is that even possible against this team? Is the thing? Yeah. So because it all comes down to field position. Like Bryce Barringer is going to be a very important part of this game. But even if he does his job, I, I I trust that the MSU defense can do their job. But like, let's say they flip the field. Okay, MSU gets the ball like the fifty yard line. I. I don't have a lot of faith in the MSU offense <laughs> to do much with that. Like, I, I, I'm sorry that's negative, yeah. but I, I no, watched the last no. two games. You watched the last two games. Yeah. Anyone listening to this podcast has watched the last two games. I, where does the confidence even come from? Where does the offense come from? No, and you're like you're saying, like, yeah, it'd be nice if Michigan State could get some key turnovers and, and get great field position. Yeah, of course. Totally, um, but way easier said than done. <laughs> yeah, and they're also probably going to give some of that up, right? If there's one thing we know about this team— they love to turn it over. Little 
loosey goosey with the football here. A little bit. Just a yes. Tad. Um, before I answer that, real quick, on offense, no, or not Notre Dame, Northwestern is 117th in the country in yards per play, 104th in yards per carry, 104th in yards per pass attempt. Um, the only thing they don't do well on the defensive end, pretty much, is rush the passer. They rank 100th in the country in sack percentage. So just I, a saw, couple I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That so was. I could yeah, talk. Sorry, I could talk a little bit about why structurally, and I mean, we won't have time to get into all of it. If you want to read more, SpartansWill.substack.com. I've yes, sir. in the process of writing about it. By I'm hoping Friday morning that'll be out. Got all day Thanksgiving Day because I'm not doing anything, so maybe I'll work on it then. But, uh, yeah, here's the, I don't know, short and sweet way. The long and short, yes. The long and short of it. We'll be real quick here, and then we'll come back and we can talk more about it. Um, Are we going to do our Big Ten picks? Yeah, I'm actually tallying up your record last week uh, right now because I just realized that, oh, snap, this is our weekend show, so so it's time to do some No, you're good. I'm going to talk for like two minutes. We'll do a break. We'll come back. We'll finish Northwestern, then we'll do our Big Ten picks, okay? Beautiful. All right, so Northwestern runs a defense that is kind of similar to what Michigan State used to run. Um, They focus a lot of attention on stopping the run. You're going to see a lot of snaps where their safeties are 8 to 10 yards off the line of scrimmage instead of 12 to 15. They usually play two high safeties um, with a lot of zone coverage. They run quarters, four high, and they like to run four underneath too. They'll rush three, and this is you know coming into that sack percentage. They'll usually rush just three or four, and they'll either play four high, four underneath, or three high, four underneath. Uh, sometimes they'll do like four high, it depends. Sometimes they'll, they'll switch that, but it's usually those two things. That's what they like to do. And the thinking behind it is we've got six box defenders uh, in our 4-2 or 4-3. They run a 4-3, but one of the linebackers is usually kind of spread out because they play a lot of spread teams. Against Wisconsin, it was seven in the box with two safeties close enough to the box. So essentially you could get quick nine guys in the box. Now that's going to be eight because Michigan State's going to run their spread stuff. So one of these linebackers will be kind of out on a slot receiver like Michigan State used to do under D'Antonio. So the thinking is, for them, they can get eight run defenders, maybe nine with that outside linebacker, into the box, into the inside run area really quickly. And you just completely shut down the run, and you make a team go for third and eight, third and nine, third and ten, live in third and long, and then you just let them complete four-yard passes underneath, rally up, make the tackle, and they punt. That's that's it. That's the entire strategy. Yeah, it's easy as that. Um, they don't blitz a ton. They do some line games, stunting and things like that. But generally, they they just they're just sound. They stay in their gaps. They control their gaps. The linebackers fill aggressively. Their run fits are great. Patty Fisher is absolutely as good as it gets. They have. Three yep. senior linebackers. He's as good as it gets at fitting up the run. Uh, he can't do some other things. Uh, they have three linebackers that are all seniors, and their combined tackle totals for their career is like 900. <laughs> I, I bet. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if it was above 1,000. Okay, Patty Fisher, like, I remember like, doing a, a, like a breakdown with like Patty Fisher versus Le'Veon Bell back in, in uh, like 2012. Patty Fisher's been there forever, man. Are you kidding me? He's it still there. Like it. It feels like it. So that is kind of the defense um, 
people like to describe it as a bend don't break thing where we're just going to give you the underneath and make you work and make you do 12 13 play drives and be efficient and that's really hard for college offenses to do they'll give you some short stuff outside give you quick screens and then they just rally up and make tackles and they don't miss tackles they don't screw up run fits they don't really blow coverages um, because their stuff's pretty simple straightforward it's a lot like Michigan State you look at it Yep. Michigan State in the past, you look at it and you're like, well, I, we know what they're going to do. Why can't we just – We it's easy. It's, this is how you beat it. And it's harder to do. It's easier said than done. So that's kind of what you're going up against. Again, I'll get into this a lot more um, after the break. Excuse me. I get into this a lot more in my newsletter, spartansworld.substack.com. After the break, I'll tell you just real quick ways you can attack it and how I think MSU Please. could – Find some success. On the offensive end, we'll do that in a sec. But first, a word from Home Field Apparel, Matt. The best, the greatest. Get your holiday shopping done with Home Field yes. people. Please, yes. we are begging you. Yes. We've got a Black Friday slash Cider Cyber Monday. Cider Monday. That's <laughs> Get that's a hard a day cider with two t-shirt purchases. A Cyber Monday uh, deal coming up for you in just a second. Uh, but let me tell you about Home Field first. They make incredibly comfortable, officially licensed collegiate apparel. It's like the number one college football brand right now. They are just They're booming. On Business fire is right booming uh, because they make really incredible, unique, vintage, custom not custom, but like really cool. They might as well be though. They might as I well. Mean, they're, 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 just, they're, they're so niche logos. Yeah, that they make. It's, they're niche. Ooh, That's the word spicy. I want. Yeah, they're niche. Like you just, you're not gonna find the stuff they put on their shirts anywhere else. Like they're every single school has at least one thing where you're like, I've never seen that logo before. I've never seen that shirt before. They That's had what they four do. Them with MSU. And yeah, like you know how big of a state fan I am. Like yeah. I haven't seen any of these logos that yeah. they came out with. And they're fantastic. They dropped the vintage MSU line. Back on August 1st, and it's not just MSU. They've got Central, Eastern, Western, Northern, Grand Valley, Ferris, Wayne State, UDM, and Hope. Fire up, Dutch baby. Let's go. And a bunch of other schools that there's just really cool, unique things for. So go check it out, homefieldapparel.com. And like I said, we've got a Black Friday slash Cyber Monday deal going on now. So if you want something delivered in time for the holidays, now is the time to get on it. You can get 30% off. The Homefield Vintage Collection with promo code BF Locked On Spartans. That's BF Locked On Spartans, all one word. Enter that at checkout at homefieldapparel.com and you'll get 30% off. That is an absolutely fantastic deal. One more time homefieldapparel.com, BF Locked On Spartans. The Black Friday sale is going on now through Cyber Monday, November 30th. Okay, Matt. All right, well. You asked me, how does Michigan State even start to generate offense against this defense? Please entertain me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a couple like ways. Prayers or <laughs> is, is it like divine intervention? What, what could it possibly no. be? Well, it's actually simple. Okay. And did you notice like a trend with Michigan State football? It seems like under D'Antonio, defensively. There were always some teams that would just like know what to do. Like we as fans all know how to uh, knew how to attack that scheme, right? If I had said, mm-hmm. "Hey Matt, you're you're coordinating against a Mark D'Antonio defense. What are the plays you're going to run?" What would your answer be? Well, I mean, PTSD that sets in says screen passes uh, yeah, no to the outside. Doubt. Yeah, right. Quick, quick passes to the flats mm-hmm. and deep balls. Yeah, Th- those are the two ways. 
No, no routes between one and ten yards. It's got to be a zero yard <laughs> route or eleven yards and plus, baby. Just <laughs> that's that's your best shot. Yeah. Um, this team, like I said, is going to stop the run. They're going to commit their safeties to stopping the run. So you need to make them pay for that. It's hard to get out to the outside as an outside linebacker. It's hard to be an eight-yard deep safety and get to the line of scrimmage for screen passes. The angles just aren't as good. We've seen it a hundred times. That's how you attack this. You throw quick screens. You throw quick things to the flat. You outnumber them, and then you go deep. You just say, hey, we're not going to run the ball. We can't run the ball. Why would we waste time running the ball? And you take what they're trying to do and you use it against them like this is uh, let me go for a minute here real quick yeah go for it yeah and then we'll get to our big 10 picks yeah you're fine the phrase you take the de- what the defense gives to you right right matt we're all totally. familiar with that uh very yeah so this is well, this is something we're going to hear on saturday i guarantee it Whoever's calling the game, they're going to say something like, oh, this Northwestern defense, they're going to line up and they're going to put their guys at the first down marker and they're going to make you complete underneath and you got to take what the defense gives you, right? Absolutely. That is the most awful, stupid, moronic strategy (laughs) you could ever have. Think about it. (laughs) No, really, though. You and I are in a fight. Or we're at mm-hmm. war. Like we're we're in some situation where we need to make strategic decisions for our benefit. Yeah. And you look at me, and I'm obviously just setting you up. Like, mm-hmm. hey, there's a there's a glass bottle on the ground. We're in a back alley. We're fighting, and there's a there's a glass bottle on the ground. Yeah. Well, this is like every time I've met you at a tailgate before a yeah. state game. Uh, and I say, year. yeah, huh? yeah. And I say, hey, Matt. Yeah. What's up, Will? Why don't you Why don't you pick up that glass bottle, huh? Yeah. Why don't okay, you pick sure. it up? Are, yeah. you gonna, are you going to go pick it up? Uh, Yeah. Pro- yeah. yeah. I, I don't like littering. Sure. Okay. Well, I just pulled out a knife and stabbed you while you picked it up. Ah, because shoot. you turned I, your I back on me. I got hat again. God, third tailgate in a row you've done that to me. Shoot. <laughs> Why would you ever, in a competition, <laughs> do what the opponent wants you to do? Northwestern wants you to complete balls underneath for five yards at a time. They want to make you churn it out. Matt. If you complete a pass for five yards, which is what they give up on average, right? 4.9 yards per attempt. We'll just say five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you complete every single play is a five-yard pass, how many of them would you need to make a 75-yard drive? Oh, that's a lot of math to do. Give me uh, 15. 15. I don't know if I'm sure 15, 15 passes in one drive. Nobody can. <laughs> that's why you don't do it. Do you know what you would be if you tried to, though? An idiot. You'd be a big old clown, huh? A big old clown, baby. <laughs> yeah. So you say, screw what Northwestern's giving us. I'm going to take what I want. I'm going to throw the ball over their head. I'm going to make them sprint to the sideline every single play. I'm going to run a jet sweep. Then I'm going to run a sweep the other way. Then I'm going to throw a quick screen that my receiver catches outside the hashes. Then I'm going to throw a deep ball, like that's all I'm doing. I'm making them sprint to the perimeter every single play. And then Patty Fisher, who is so comfortable just sitting over the center in his little box <laughs> and running up and hitting people that he's, he's great at doing it. Then he's looking around like, wow, I haven't done a single thing today. They have yeah. not come near me. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? I'm tired of running to the sideline every play and then nothing happens. And then the next play, I got to run the other direction to the other sideline. That's what you do. 
You and attack they have the weapons them. to do it too, right? Like yes, they, they have they Simmons, do. they have Jalen Naylor they to run a sweep with. They Jordan have Ricky Simmons, White, like Jayden I know, Reed, right? Yeah, Speedy Naylor, those sure. three guys, Ricky White downfield. They have the per, the personnel to do it, and you can honestly Connor Hayward too. He's going to get lined up on linebackers in the pass game. That's a mismatch. He's a better athlete than their linebackers, but they're God, not going to do it. You're making me believe. God, no, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not because they're going to run inside zone 19 it, times right, for yeah, three yards, right, like in right, total. Right. They're going to run inside zone 19 times and gain a total of three yards, mm-hmm. and they're going to go run, run, pass, and three and out a dozen times. That's know, what they're going to do. I know, I know. You just got to pray that Michigan Week Jay Johnson shows up where he's like, oh, yeah, this is clearly what's on the film, and this is what we should be doing, but I, it's a lot of praying to do, man. That's that's a lot of hope to have in uh, someone who hasn't really had a good game plan in the last two weeks. Yeah, too often coordinators are like, well, you know, it's, we got three or four deep safeties. We can't really throw the ball deep this game. Matt, do you know what happens if you have three deep defenders and you run three deep vertical routes? Hopefully one hits. Uh, you got man coverage. Yeah. You got right. man coverage. You find someone downfield. And, yeah, I know it's Thorne <laughs> or Lombardi who have been suspect. But, like, yeah, it's, it's just like the home run hitting analogy for MLB. Like, yeah, you're going to strike yeah. out sometimes, yep. maybe most times. But, like, you're going to hit one of these eventually. you got to hit three in an entire game and you can beat them. Yeah, I know. That's it. But I, uh, I, I'm not – confident they're gonna do it all right let's do the big 10 picks all right so since we started keeping track last week will you are two and four i (laughs) am uh just even at three and three so we will give you the first shot here on this game some friday night big 10 action nebraska plus 13 and a half going to iowa iowa yeah no no nebraska no you know what iowa Uh, Okay, 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 okay. Let me write that down. Yeah, Iowa, I don't know. Like, uh, Hawkeyes are starting to look good. Nebraska, l- listen, they have two. No, wait. No, I'm sorry. I, wow. I almost said two wins. Wait, did you? No, you still lost last week, sir. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Iowa. Long story short, going with Iowa. Okay, Ohio State minus 28, heading to Champaign, Illinois, to face the fighting Illini. Seems like it should be more than 28, so I'm going to take right. Illinois. Yeah, it should be more than 28, but you know what, Will? Uh, there's usually six or seven Big Ten games every week, depending on how COVID happens. And i got to take one game where I'm the big stupid mouse taking the cheese. Okay. This is the one. I'm taking the Buckeyes right here. Okay. Uh, go ahead and lob my head off on the big, comically-sized mouse trap. I have no but, room to talk this year. I've been getting killed. It's been my worst year ever. It's been my worst year ever, too. So, so, so perfect. Back-to-back years, I did at least 62% in college football, and now, of course, that tally site has jumped in, and I'm on the podcast, and like my opinions actually somewhat matter. I've been doing horrible, so this yep. is great. Yep. Uh, but we're bouncing Same. back here. It's time for a strong finish on the season. How about Maryland plus 10.5 going to Indiana? Give me – oh, man. Give me the Hoosiers. Okay. And I'm going to cut against the grain with you there because I actually like what I saw from the Terps. Um, Sure, COVID is a thing. That's going to be a concern, but I feel like 10.5 is a lot of points. I think this is going to be a complete uh, shootout. And, yeah, I I, I don't know. I just like 10.5 here. Here's something that we don't like. Uh, Either of these teams, Penn State plus 2.5 at Ann Arbor facing the 2 and whatever, 2 and 3 Wolverines. The Penn team that doesn't have Paul Bunyan. Penn State wins outright. See, I think so too. And my reasoning solely is they can't lose every game, right? No, like that, that that's they true. They can't yet. lose every I mean, they're going to beat Rutgers, right? Uh, yeah, 
Maybe if we'll see. But yeah, <laughs> like the reason I take that one is because like this line is way too close. Like Michigan has found their quarterback. Penn State yeah. just has certainly not. Like th- this should be a wider spread than it, it is. Probably should be. That's why I like Penn State. Exactly. So why is it two and a half? So this is like just gambling math. Like oh okay, this looks a little smelly. So I'm gonna take the Nittany Lions. How about Rutgers plus ten and a half at West Lafayette facing Rock- Purdue? Actually, that line makes no sense to me. It seems thank you. Way That's too where big, I'm at too. So I'm right. going Purdue. Like that, Vegas knows something. Yeah, that that was my uh, smelly line of the week right there. Was uh, Purdue being ten and a half point favorites? Yeah. Rondell Moore finally playing this year, perhaps. He did last that. week. Oh, he did. See, that shows how much Purdue football I watch <laughs> right there. So okay, he did last Never week and he was mind. very good. I'm sure he was, and maybe that's why it's ten and a half. Uh, still stinks out loud. I'm going. Okay, so. Last but not least, I'm just going to give you two lines here because this total is Under. fascinating. Yeah, okay. All right, never mind. Uh, Northwestern plus 13.5, traveling to East Lansing. I am so sorry. That is minus 13.5. That would be a wild line if, uh, if it was plus 13. Northwestern minus 13.5, traveling to East Lansing, taking on our Michigan State Spartans. Give me the cats. Give me the cats. I'll give you the cats. Because uh, you know what? Well, you know what I do? Hmm. In life, just in life in general, I don't learn from my mistakes. And I'm going to take the Spartans <laughs> here, baby. Uh, yeah, 13 and a half, that's a lot of points. Uh, and I do like that big of a spread when the total is such a low number, like 41 and a half. I love it even more when I see a low number like that and I'm like, ah, I'm still taking the F and under, baby. Let's go. So, yeah, yeah 41 and a half. I'm t- what would the number have to be for you to take the over? 28 and a half. Okay, that that or no, is twenty twenty seven and a half. I okay, because twenty eight and a half was literally the number I was about to uh, just spit out of my mouth <laughs> right there. It is going to have to be a low number for for that one. Um, yeah, all right. So that's our picks. Seventeen to three, final score. Squeaks by on the cover. That's my yeah. official prediction. My my prediction for the only colors was uh, Northwestern seventeen, Michigan State minus thirteen. So there you uh, go. That's, yeah, really feeling good about that one. Uh, yeah. So that's the picks. Uh, well, I think we're both due to be in the black eventually this year, right? Like, if if there's that's ever a I week mean. to, you, yeah. like, we are both major, majorly due for yeah. uh, a week in the black here. That's so. what I keep telling myself. Absolutely, man. Put the mortgage on it. Well, come on, seventeen parlay. Let's do it. Let's ride, baby. Have yourself I'll do a Thanksgiving it. I'm weekend. Doing it. All right. All right. Let's do it. That's going to do it for us here on Locked on Spartans. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. We'll be back on Friday with a little short episode. Matt, you want to preview that real quick for the people? Yeah, I talked to the Locked On Fighting Irish folks about Saturday's game. It's going to be a solid, solid outing for double Spartan Saturday, baby. Let's go. Yeah, so quick little back-and-forth preview pod that'll be out tomorrow. Uh, No ads or anything. It's just going to be straight show, so that'll be there for you to enjoy in the lead-up to the basketball game. Thanks so much for listening. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. Hope everyone has a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening. Matt, take us home. Absolutely, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Please be safe. And please stay awesome, guys. You guys are the best. All right. Go green. See you Saturday. Woo!